gang. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. I forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Another edition of the Post Game Pints podcast. Campbell and Gallo with you. Glad you could join us. We are brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. As per usual, uh, get your uh, Campbell play-by-play IPA and your Angry Gallo Ale uh, at uh, LaBrosse, 133 LaBrosse in Point Claire. Check them out at LaBrosse.com, opening hours, and uh, check out their new lab series as well. They've got these great beers on their new lab series. I see you got the, the Wicked Nor'easter. I went with the Campbell play-by-play IPA today. I had an angry gallo the other day. I need a little boost, a little kick. So I decided to uh, have that. I, <laughs> I saw I, that. I tweeted that out. Every Even a Campbell needs a little angry gallo every now and then. And of course, uh, go check it out. It's, uh, it's uh, getting pretty busy. Everybody's getting ready for spring. And uh, LaBrosse is going to be the place to be. And I can't wait till everything reopens, Mitch, because I know that you and I and Dave and Alex and the whole crew over at LaBrosse, we have plans for uh, uh, finally a launch party for the Post Game Pines podcast. Yeah, I can't wait as, uh, you know, we're getting closer to uh, the spring and summer and hopefully we're turning a corner here with uh, what we're able to do on on the podcast and at LaBrosse. And, you know, uh, some new uh, beers that you mentioned, Sean, over the weekend, I got a chance yeah. to uh, try the orange one. I tried uh, the coconut beer. They're both the, amazing. Yeah. The only thing you got to do is you got to watch out not to have too many because they <laughs> are very high in percentage. I believe it's like 11 yeah. and and 9% or something like that. Also tried the uh, Stormtrooper uh, mm-hmm. milk stout, which was very nice. And uh, I'm not going to lie, you had an angry Galloway ale the other day. Uh, those play-by-play, uh, those Campbell play-by-play IPAs, um, they are poundable, as you say. So mm-hmm. I had a good time this weekend. Thank you very much, LaBrosse, for uh, hooking me up, setting me up with the beer, and being uh, such a great uh, sponsor on the podcast. All right. So, Mitch, we haven't done this in a while. And if you look back at some of our old podcasts, uh, even back, dating back to when it was the Hot Topic podcast, and now it's the Post Game Pints podcast, we had uh, one of our favorite things to do is called the redraft. We go back in time to an old draft and we redraft it. And now you have your strategy. I have my strategy. But the thing is, we have to go back and forth. So we're kind of both at the draft table. We go back to another. We've done. 1991, 1999, 2003, which was a great draft, uh, 2012, 2018, not that long ago. We've redrafted already just a couple of years later. So I encourage you to go check out some of our previous podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find them. They are there. But today, Mitch, I want to redo the 2005 draft and uh, of course maybe we we usually redraft the top 10 i think we'll do the top 11 today 
because there's no doubt that both of I, both of us are taking Sidney Crosby at number one, right? Yeah, number one is uh, very easy. And then it's, it's an interesting draft because uh, there's a lot of players I think are similar in, uh, in value. However, it really depends on how you feel about them mm-hmm. as a player. I think we could have a lot of movement here. I think um, you look in general, a lot of teams made mistakes in the uh, top 15, uh, specifically in this draft. Uh, Crosby was the uh, sure bet number one, um, but there are some interesting names here that I think can move around the board, including some players even outside of the first round that might find their way into the top 10. Yeah. All right. So I want to just recap the 2005 NHL entry draft for everybody, just so everybody knows uh, who has been drafted. If you're like, oh yeah, Crosby, Crosby was one, Bobby Ryan was two. Well, what happened after that? Well, you'll see what the top 10 is, and then you'll see what the top 10 will be after Gallo and I redraft. So number one went to Sidney Crosby uh, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Number two was Anaheim and Bobby Ryan. Number three, Carolina took Jack Johnson, the defenseman. Minnesota went with Benoit Pouliot at number four. Number five, the Montreal Canadiens, we all remember, took Carey Price. Columbus at number six, go with Gilbert uh, Brule. And then Chicago, Jack Skilly. And then it was San Jose's Devin Setaguchi at number eight. Ottawa took Brian Lee, the defenseman. And number 10, Vancouver, uh, Luke Bourdon, who has uh, since passed away. It's an interesting one because I don't know what would have happened in his NHL career. And then at number 11, since we're doing the 11, uh, was uh, Anze Kopitar with the LA Kings. So that is the top 11 picks from the 2005 NHL entry draft. So, uh, Mitch, since we're both conceding, Sidney Crosby goes number one. You can put him up on the board. Boom. Uh, would you like the number two pick or would you, you want to do rock, paper, scissors for it? How, how do you want this to play out? All right. We could do a uh, rock, paper, scissors for the people watching on YouTube. Yeah. But I know what you're going to take and I know what I'm going to take. So why don't you just go number two? Good old rock. Nothing beats rock. <laughs> Nothing old. beats rock. <laughs> I know you, you would have just went rock to the end, right? I would have went rock. Yeah. And I do the same thing. We're, we're too much alike that way. It would have been a stalemate. All right, Sean. So I'll start with uh, the Anaheim Ducks, who at that time ended up, as you mentioned, uh, selecting yep. Bobby Ryan, uh, Brian Burke, uh, the GM of the Anaheim Ducks at that time. And Bobby Ryan turned out to be a pretty good player, but I'm going to say the Anaheim Ducks go in a different direction. I think if you look at them at that time, uh, Jean-Sebastien Jaguer was getting a little bit up there in age. I don't know how much belief they had in Jonas Hiller at the time. I'm going to say with the number two pick in the 2005 NHL draft, the Anaheim Ducks are proud to select from the Tri-City Americans, Carey Price. See, we're already at number two, and we have a different choice. I would have went a different direction at that point. So I'm sitting here as the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm smiling a little bit. And I'm going to go with a player that was not in the top ten. In originally in the draft, and I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going to go. This is a Stanley Cup champion already, still rolling in the National Hockey League. He's one of the better center icemen that no one ever talks about over the last 15 years. I got to go. Anze Kopitar is going at number three. Anze Kopitar to Carolina. What a what an interesting different career path you would have taken if you went down to Carolina. Yeah, and uh, funny enough, Sean, I did not have uh, NZ Kopitar at uh, number three on uh, on my mock board. And, oh, I uh, had him. I had him. At, I'll tell you, I had him at number two. It was uh, yeah. hands down to me. NZ Kopitar was number two for me, and you going carry Price kind of throws my list off a little bit. So it's interesting <laughs> to see where you're going to go at number four. 
So uh, number four, uh, the Minnesota Wild, you mentioned they uh, selected uh, Benoit Pouliot, but we know that um, the Minnesota Wild really like drafting on defense. And Sean, I know you're going to be disappointed because the player I'm selecting is one of your favorites of the uh, past uh, Mm -hmm. 15 years. Uh, He is also a multiple time Stanley Cup champion. I'm going to say that uh, with the uh, fourth pick in the 2005 draft, the Minnesota Wild are proud to select from the Val d'Or forer of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Christopher Letang. Finally, we agree. Okay, on my list, number four, I had Chris Letang at number four. So, yes, of course, I would want him to be selected on one of the teams that I'm picking here in the 2005 NHL redraft on the Postgame Pines podcast. Uh, but Chris Letang, I had at number four. So we do agree on that when it comes to those uh, two players, uh, that player. I think that he was the top. There's a lot of good defensemen, by the way. And we'll see if we're going to be able to pull out one or two within mm-hmm. the top 11 that we're picking here. But to me, Chris Letang is the cream of the crop when it comes to the 2005 draft. Uh, just before we get to the Montreal Canadiens pick, which I will be making, by the way, uh, I just want to remind everybody that the Postgame Pines podcast brought to you by Wolfpacks.ca. Uh, Mitch, I know that you guys and, and Vader are very excited with what you get. You get uh, that monthly package. You go to Wolfpacks.ca and you subscribe and you get a monthly package of toys, treats, uh, and, and like the dogs open it up. You don't open it up. They see it show up and they're the ones that get excited. Yeah. And my uh, first uh, shipment, Sean was very uh, hockey heavy and hockey related, which was a uh, pretty cool. So thanks to a uh, wolfpacks.ca. Don't forget. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> Wolfpacks.ca proud partner here on the post game pines podcast. All right. So Mitch, I'm at number five for the Montreal Canadians. And I'm curious what you would have put down in this spot, but the Canadians at this time don't have Carey Price to pick. And they would have picked Carey Price because they did pick Carey Price. And you had him all the way at number two. Well, in this scenario, they're going to still look at the goaltending board. And uh, up from where he was drafted 21st overall, think about this. The Canadians choose Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask, a Montreal Canadian. What? Number five. Tuka Rask was number five on my board. I don't know where you had him. I don't know who you had the Canadians picking. But at number five, I'm looking up and down here. Tuka Rask is my pick. Stanley Cup yeah. winner. And it's a, it's a very, uh, very good pick, obviously, uh, by the Montreal Canadiens. And now we have the first uh, North American goalie off the board, the first European goalie off the board. And we go to the uh, number six pick with the Columbus two, Blue Jackets. Two goalies in the top five, Mitch. This doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. And uh, Sean, the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to make it three goalies uh, (laughs) selected in the uh, top 10 of the draft. Uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets originally, as you mentioned, uh, select a Gerbert Brule, almost like Brewery with that one. Yeah, Uh, they they, they take Brule. Gilbert Brule. They take him with uh, with that draft pick instead, Sean, from uh, Avon Old Farms High School. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Columbus Blue Jackets proud to select Jonathan Quick another Stanley Cup champion, and another Conn Smythe winner uh, being selected here on the 2005 redraft. 
Yeah, and by the way, the second third rounder, Chris Letang, was drafted in the third round of this draft, and you had him at number four. Uh, and now we have uh, Jonathan Quick. Uh, he's going at uh, number six, and he's a third rounder, 72nd overall. Look at that boost after that uh, career. So just to, to recap, uh, Mitch, as I just make sure that I have this all down, we start with Crosby, and then Carey Price goes number two, and then it will be Anze Kopitar uh, follows that up. And then we have Christopher Letang and then the Montreal Canadiens take Rask and now Jonathan Quick. So then that leaves the selection to the Chicago Blackhawks at number seven. And the Chicago Blackhawks will pick a player that is still rolling today, was outstanding as a rookie. Uh, he's got family heritage. He is, uh, he's constantly uh, in, in a top six on any team that he plays for. He can play the wing. He can play center. Paul Stastny goes to Chicago at number seven. Well, that's not the pick I had uh, for Chicago at number seven uh, because there was a player that um, they ended up having on their <laughs> team that I think they would have wanted to make sure that they got him and didn't lose him to the number eight picking San Jose Sharks. Uh, Sean, with the uh, eighth pick, the San Jose Sharks are proud to select from the Swedish Elite League, Nick Jomelson. Nick Jomelson going next. Yeah, I, w- I was wondering where he was going to land because he's part of the defenseman that I really like in this in this group. And as if I was a general manager and, and now with hindsight, looking back at the draft in 2005, he was on my, uh, my list. I'll tell you, though, uh, in my top 11, he didn't make it. And I like him. I like him a lot. I actually I think he's underrated. Him. Yeah. I think he's very underrated, but I also think that there's another couple of defensemen that are underrated that I would have drafted uh, before Nick Jarmelson, but uh, I, I'm not against the pick. I am not against the pick at all. Uh, and I think it's, you, you know, when you go to Chicago and like you said, so, uh, so that means if I take Chicago, is you telling San Jose, that's who San Jose is taking? Yep. So San Jose is taking him at uh, number eight. So we're at number nine and I'm going to go, uh, number nine to the Ottawa Senators, and they select in the world of shootout. You need a guy that's going to get you an extra point here or there. Uh, I got to go uh, with TJ Oshie. I know that uh, he's a guy that's a support player. Uh, he works well in the role that he plays. Uh, he, in a top 10 pick, uh, maybe he's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, the go-to guy. He was drafted 24th in the 2005 draft. But TJ Oshie's had an incredible career, still effective to this day. Ottawa Senators take TJ Oshie at number nine. See, you know, it's funny because I had a TJ Oshie. I think the Vancouver Canucks are disappointed, Sean, <laughs> um, and maybe would have looked to move up to a number nine to acquire Oshie because I think he would have been a perfect fit uh, for that crossover with the Sedins uh, playing on right wing. Oh. I think that would have been. A uh, really oh, dangerous yeah. line early in uh, Oshie's career. Uh, so Vancouver's a disappointed, Sean. But as we know, uh, they went uh, defense with the uh, Luke Bordeaux pick. Um, sad story there um, that he uh, that he died in the uh, accident uh, before he ever made it to the NHL. So a, a big time what could have been uh, on the redraft here. So I'm going to say the Vancouver Canucks are going to stick with, uh, with a defenseman, Sean, um, since that's what they did originally in the draft. And you mentioned a bunch of those underrated guys. 
Well, yeah. they are going to select uh, a player that has been an Iron Man in the league. He doesn't miss time. He plays and plays and plays. Uh, he signed some big contracts because of how good he is. One of the better American uh, defensemen of this generation. And as you mentioned, underrated. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks will select from uh, Casting Academy High School <laughs> in the United States, Keith Yandel. Yeah, I like the pick. I had, I had Keith Yandel at number 10 as well. I had Keith Yandel at number 10 in this slot. Uh, mainly, I know that they took a defenseman, uh, Ironman Keith Yandel. I know that uh, it's, he's at a point of his career, but he's still being affected with the Florida Panthers. Everywhere he's gone, he's silently been one of the top point producers from the blue line, and the guy doesn't get hurt. These are things that you want. Consistency as a point producer and consistency of health. And Keith Yandel uh, at number 10. So to wrap things up, I get to choose number 11. And on my board here, everyone's gone except who I had at number nine. And I have my number 11 pick. So I have to choose if the LA Kings want to go forward or defense. But I'm going to go forward. And uh, he'll, he was a top 10 pick. He was number two overall. And instead of uh, living the dream in Anaheim, he will be living the dream with the LA Kings. That's Bobby Ryan selected to the LA Kings at number 11. I know that it's been a bumpy road for him and some people don't like contracts and he's had his own personal issues, but let's not doubt that this is a player that has been very effective for a long time in the national hockey league. Well, Sean, now that we've uh, concluded the uh, top 11, what I can tell you is that I had two players on my board in the top 11 that were not chosen. I have one at number 11 that was not chosen. So I, I, that's, I, I wrote 12 total and the two, the number 11 pick did not make it. Uh, and I'm, I wrote down a whole bunch of honorable mentions that I would be thinking about. I'm curious, who are your two players that did not make our redraft of the top 11, 2005, by the way, just to recap from top to bottom, this is how we redrafted the 2005 NHL entry draft here on the post game pines podcast, Campbell and Gallo, Sidney Crosby, of course, number one. And then it went Carey price. And then Anze Kopitar, Chris Letang, Tuka Rask, Jonathan quick, Paul Stastny, uh, Nick Jarmelson, TJ Oshie, Keith Yandel, and then Bobby Ryan as our top 11. We usually do top 10, but, we kind of just skipped over Sidney Crosby. He was going to stay. Uh, so I'm very curious if my 11 crosses over with your two, because I don't think it does. I think my well, number 11, you didn't even bother putting him in. I think, uh, I think I'm overshooting him a little bit. The two I didn't, uh, the two I had in the top 11 that were not chosen, I had uh, Mark Eduard Vlasic and uh, James Neal. Those are two players that I thought were, uh, definitely worthy of potentially being top 11 picks. Yeah. So uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, I wrote down to 12, was my 12th pick. And I was debating between him and who I chose at number 11. Uh, I had uh, James Neal as uh, honorable mention. That would probably go right after Andrew Cogliano, another player. When you talk about consistency, Patrick Hornquist, the last player drafted in this draft, still going strong, I think needs some love. And goaltender Ben Bishop. I also uh, threw some love. Can you can you guess? It's a defenseman that I had at number eleven. So defenseman. So, well, I don't have the draft in front of me. So you anymore. had. So you had. So we've we've picked Jarmelson. We picked Latang. We picked Yandel. You mentioned Mark Edward Vlasic. This is a defenseman I think doesn't get enough love. Uh, he's going to be my top honorable mention because I had him at number eleven. 
Uh, he's kind of skipped around a couple teams, but every team that he's been on over the last seven, eight years, he's been in a top pairing, and that's uh, Matt Niskanen. Uh, Matt Niskanen, to me, is a defenseman you could kind of put in almost any situation. He's got that, that, uh, that nastiness that I like in a defenseman. Reminds me a little bit about Duncan Keith. Doesn't skate like Duncan Keith, but he's got that nasty part of his game. So I was kind of debating between uh, Niskanen and Vlasic for my last spot. It was kind of tough. And it's kind of what you want, like pick your po- poison, right? N- Niskanen, Yandel, Mark Edward Vlasic. Uh, you mentioned Jarmelson. There's some pretty good – Jack Johnson, who was a top three pick, didn't make the, the cut. But the guys, you know, uh, been, in the, been in the league for so long, you can't overlook that. But that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good, good breakdown there, uh, Mitch. I, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, funny with, uh, with Matt Niskanen, uh, Sean, that he uh, plays – he played uh, for the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Philadelphia Flyers. So imagine being on both ends of the Washington-Pittsburgh rivalry – yeah, and both ends of the Battle of Pennsylvania, like that guy, uh, has played some hard games and been involved in some pretty feisty rivalries. And as you mentioned, uh, success followed him around. Uh, he's always been on uh, on good teams. I like Niskanen a lot. Kind of an underrated, uh, forgotten guy for sure. All right, so that is the uh, a wrap up of the redraft of two thousand and five. Also, want you to uh, check out our uh, social media posts. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at post game pints. You follow us on Instagram. You have your chance to win a prize pack uh, courtesy of post game pints. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, post game pints, uh, you get your chance. And then when you follow us on social media, then you get your chance at what Mitch Gallo Cunningham's mm, Cunningham's pub chicken wings. I mean, you don't have to get chicken wings with the gift certificates that we are giving away, but I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I was uh, jealous. Uh, you posted a picture of those uh, Cunningham oh, yeah. wings, and it's been um, far too long since I've last had them. I think I need to uh, pick up uh, – how many did you get? 40? No, no I, I, I got 24 wings. And they're yeah, not I, regular they, – these are no, I know, real I wings. Real I need, wings. I need some wings in my life. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I, uh, what I did was I ordered extra sauce on the side. Smart move. And, and they give enough sauce. But that means for the next three days, whatever I'm eating, I was using Cunningham's Pub sauce. What about the so ranch? Just, oh, the ranch you can have on the side, but the, 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 the sauce. I, uh, you, There's you something just special about that Cunningham's Ranch, though. It's not oh, like yeah, the, so the regular ranch that you get. It's just it's the best. You just, just grab whatever you can and just go for it. Cunningham's Pub, another uh, partner here on the post game pints podcast. So what did you think? Did we miss anybody that you would have drafted in the top 11 of the 2005 draft comment down below, send us a message at Mitch Y Gallo on Twitter at Sean R Campbell on Twitter. As uh, we've gone through another redraft, if there's a draft you think that we should do, let us know. And uh, let us know if there's another draft. You, you already thinking of another year that we should redraft 2020 uh, Mitch. Are we at uh, 2020? No, maybe not yet, but uh, there's definitely some good ones that can be looked at. Uh, so that's it for this edition of the Post Game Pines podcast. Uh, let us know. Subscribe, like, follow, uh, and uh, you know, also go check out Lebras at uh, lebras.com. Cheers. Get your thanks, Campbell Dave. Play-by-play IPA, your Angry Gallo Ale, whatever you need. See you, Mitch. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well.
no, 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 no. Come on. VBF.